do you know one time I took a homemade sausage curry and rice to a, a screening in Sydney World. It was the worst. Hey. Such a bad idea. Like it was. I don't know why I did it. That's gonna be. That's gonna be a pungent. Stunk out the place. Yeah, I know exactly. <laughs> and then I'm sitting there with like a plastic container and a fork, eating whilst watching Coriolanus. <laughs> no, yeah. If you're gonna bring like a meal to the cinema, it's got to be something that's not obnoxious for all the people around you. I've I've, I've had people who've eaten who've been eating apples during. Oh yeah, as well. no. crunchy fruits, get out of here The worst If you're going to bring an orange, have it pre-peeled, segmented, <laughs> ready for yourself You know, cinema food's a very important step like, of like good western culture People who rustle the packets as well, like come on Yeah, 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 you gotta have all your packets opened before the film or during the trailers Absolutely Don't be opening a packet of anything If you've forgotten, then forget it Keep forgetting it and then eat it when you get home James, I have a question yeah, is the question like, why did I say Western culture? Because I still feel bad about that. <laughs> no, it was, no, it wasn't that. Uh, it was completely random and off topic. It was, <laughs> what would you suggest as an activity for someone who you've not seen for like a good few years for a catch up? Like, like, obviously, the normal stuff is like, go for drinks yeah, or go for a coffee, right? Coffee well, what's lunch, something more dinner. like out of left field? Um, mini golf. Okay, I like what you're thinking because I did this exact same thing. Uh, with a friend of mine, Rebecca McPherson, who yeah. uh, used to live in Castletown, then moved to Oban. Uh-huh. Hadn't seen her for six years. Yeah, Oban she... doesn't have mini golf. Like, it's perfect. It does not. And uh, certainly Castletown doesn't either. I hadn't seen her for years. She reacted to something on my Instagram. Yeah. I was like, hey, let's catch up. And she said, let's go trampolining. So we went trampolining <laughs> yesterday. But James, this is when the story takes a severe, severe turn. How, how many people died? In terms of deaths, zero. Wait, did you squish a child? In terms of broken ankles, <gasps> one. No. She broke her ankle after 15 minutes. No. Just the oh, absolute yeah, worst. Oh, yeah, and oh, then... That's a shame. After like half an hour of like consoling her and she was like filling out forms and I was trying to hold ice packs and every time she moved, she was like, ah! Yeah. As you would be. Uh, on the way out, as she's literally hobbling to my car, she's like, I only suggested trampolining as a joke. No way. <laughs> I was like, are you kidding? Oh, so she broke her ankle. It's legit my fault. Were you supposed to be like, no, that's a silly idea. (laughs) Yeah. That's rude. What's she expecting? You just be a rude friend and like reject her ideas? I was like, that is a great idea. I've not been trampolining for years. (laughs) It's not really the best way to catch up with someone, to be fair. (laughs) Like, let's go catch up. Let's bounce in some things breathlessly and... (laughs) Be unable to have a conversation. <laughs> Perfect. Nah, man, mini golf, that's the way forward. Not bowling. I hate bowling even more than ever. Really? Because I've realized that they don't clean the holes, the finger holes in the bowling balls. <laughs> I've never cleaned my finger holes. And that terrifies me now. I used to just hate bowling because it wasn't the best. Now I hate bowling because the holes aren't clean. I hate bowling because I always, like the last time I played was a few years ago now, probably in Dunfermline. I lost very convincingly. Yeah. And uh, I've never played since. Clearly, just been haunted by yeah, that. It's probably the germaphobe inside of you was rejecting the <laughs> was rejecting the sport. You would have won 
if it wasn't for the germs. I know we should really be introducing the show at this point, but can I just share one last bowling story? And I know it will be absolutely disgusting. In fact, you were there, weren't you? Was I? It was in, in Chester. And we went bowling and... Uh, oh, wait, <laughs> is, like this the, is this the kid that pooed in the aisle? <laughs> yes! <laughs> he did it, yeah, just like right in the middle of the bowling alley. Just like literally next to where we were bowling. It yeah. was absolutely <laughs> rancid. And then like the mum and dad were attempting to like clean up with napkins. Yeah, there's like these cheap bowling alley paper napkins. <laughs> oh, it was so, that was, no way that wasn't seeping through. That was it's properly disgusting. Right, enough. Let's uh, let's start the show, everybody. This is Seesaw Parade, episode one seventy. I'm Colin. He's James. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, this is Scotland's least dull podcast. Or James, actually, I had a brain uh, a brainwave the other day. Oh, nice. I was yeah. ready. Deciding to take the drastic step of rephrasing my Twitter bio. Wow. And instead changed least dull podcast to your new favorite podcast. Ooh. Isn't that mind blowing? There we go. That's a brave one. That's much better. Your new yep. favourite podcast. Your new favourite podcast. So we'll, we'll see how many uh, thousands of listeners that attracts us, but yeah, uh, we'll yeah, find yeah. out. Two, like, the, two guys talking about stuff. It's a revolutionary genre. Two white point. men talking yeah. exclusively about films and maybe politics. <laughs> yeah, mostly about films and some news. Like, <laughs> nobody does this. It's nobody does this. This show. is uniquely <laughs> us. But uh, no, well, no one does it in our unique style, James. That's <laughs> yeah, what it is. Purely, purely planned. <laughs> purely planned, ill thought out, ill prepared. But we make our own theme music. Beat yes, we. Well, exactly. You know, every beat single beat time I see everyone. one of these, I see one of these like how to how to be successful as a creative person. It's like do something different, do something that makes you stand out. I'm like, well, I doubt anyone else who does podcasts makes their own weekly theme theme music. Yeah. Where is all our money? Come on. Come on, YouTube tutorials, you are wrong. Wiki how you need a new field. <laughs> Absolutely. What to do when you're still unique and you still suck. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Talking of which, I hope you enjoy the show, everybody. Me too. Let's let's go on to it's a packed show, actually. There's a lot to get through. Let's start with Michael Gove. Now ter- ter- yeah, off to a flyer. Theresa May, obviously, is out the door. She's going to remain as Prime Minister until yeah. uh, a, a new one is chosen. But essentially, it's just she's just got the job title. She's not actually doing it. Either. Right? Yeah. She, yeah. She's 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 out, but she still has the off her name on yeah. the office door. So there are ten Conservative candidates for Prime Minister. Obviously, the the big guns: Boris. Sajid Javid, Jeremy Hunt, who Victoria Dur- uh, Derbyshire hilariously <laughs> mispronounced yesterday. Yeah, after like some serious pausing to try to not say it. <laughs> yep, it was very funny. And also Michael Gove. Now Michael Gove, I believe, probably this time last year would have been one of the favourites for Prime Minister. But now, this week, he admitted to using cocaine. Several times when he was a journalist yeah. 20 years ago. Back in and his naughty years. Yeah, yeah. When he was only damaging his own health, not the entire nation. <laughs> naughty years off the actual naughties. Uh, and so he appeared on Andrew Marr. Andrew Marr said, well, you should have gone to prison. And he said, well, I was very lucky not to have gone to prison. Yeah. And his face when he's realizing that he still could. Yes. The general consensus is that Michael Gove has now essentially signed his own death warrant and there's no chance he will ever be Prime Minister because the wider Conservative Party, 120,000 members, are not going to vote for him. Yeah, but they all, they all, for a fact, 
have also partaken in the old cocaine. Okay. They just know that it's best to keep it a secret. <laughs> They're ashamed of this one guy who's admitted it. So tell me then, what's your view on, on this? Like, why he did it and should he have done it in the first place? Self-sabotage. I mean, I'm, I'm talking about, I'm talking about like, the admittance as opposed to should he have even taken the cocaine? Because obviously the answer is yes. Yeah, no, you, you do the cocaine, man. Just you keep do it. it a secret. You just don't tell anybody. Don't let it, don't let it kill you, but, you know, <laughs> live your own life. <laughs> Sorry, let's anyway, back on anyway, track. No, back on track. Like, if he wanted to be PM, he totally should not have said this. But I'm not sure he's dumb. I, I, I have a feeling that everybody is really dumb, but I, I got a feeling here that it was a deliberate move because he doesn't want to be PM right now. So, so he's racking his brain for a thing that will like increase his popularity with the youngsters, but will make the current party um, membership dislike him. So he's like, drug habit, perfect. <laughs> Amidst the drug habit, the staunch conservative members aren't going to vote for him anymore, but he's going to be really, really in with the kids now. <laughs> so he'll get to be PM in like 10 years. Well, to be, the thing is, you know, in politics, no one is ever really over or, or done or finished. Nobody's ever really gone. Yeah, exactly. That's that's the phrase. Thanks, James. Uh, so you're, you're right. Maybe it's something for, for further down the line. From my own perspective, I believe he did this because he wanted to preempt someone else coming out and saying, oh, yeah. hey there, I know Michael Gove wants to be Prime Minister, but also, did you know he had a massive cocaine habit when he was yeah, like All 30. other nine candidates were in the room doing cocaine too. So he just well, wants none of them to out him. The other ones uh, have been, you know, surprisingly, well, maybe unsurprisingly candid. Rory Stewart, uh, who has massive hands, by the way. Have you seen this guy? <laughs> Huge hands. They're, they're, honestly, it looks like they're fake. They look it like looks props. like someone's photoshopped them. It's like Trump's dream. Do you remember, uh, have I got news? No, it was uh, Dead Ringers, the impression show. Yeah. And they used to do an impression of Andrew Marr, but the guy they would get to do Andrew Marr would just have literally two giant prosthetic arms and just wave them about the entire time. Yeah. It's, it's, it reminds me of that. It's that about real life. It's, yeah. Like, I was watching the video and I was just looking at his hands being like, how are they so massive? You make a great goalkeeper. That's, but like, big hands make for a good leader. This is the one thing that matters. <laughs> Right, anyway, Rory Stewart, he admitted to uh, smoking opium when he <gasps> was in the Asia somewhere. Yeah, it's not and illegal then, if it was done abroad. And then Jeremy Hunt said he maybe tried cannabis once. <laughs> he like, maybe Ooh. did it. Ooh, maybe. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and, boy, and Boris Johnson um, tried tried to do cocaine, but he sneezed in the attempt. So it wasn't illegal because he sneezed. <laughs> right. It didn't go in his, his body. He sneezed it back out, everyone. It's okay. It's fine. He's fine. Before we actually move on to, to the stuff which is less important, I saw an article yesterday which suggested that actually the next six weeks of this, you know, campaigning to be prime minister is the best advert for Scottish independence, you know, Nicola Sturgeon could have asked for. Well, yeah, since one of them's done her, like, announcement with a portrait of Margaret Thatcher beside her, <laughs> and, and we got a bunch of people, like, a part of their bid to become PM is saying that they will not grant the referendum to Scotland. Like, yeah, this is a major... Yeah, Sajid, Sajid Javid did that. Yeah, it's just, I don't know. It's a bunch of people that are out of touch with Scotland trying to talk to England about how they want to lead Scotland <laughs> as well as the rest of the nation. So, of course. Again, do you, do you have a pick? I know we discussed this before, but have, has your mind changed apart from they're all terrible? They're all terrible. Okay, good. We'll see if your mind changes over the next few weeks. Uh, let's move on. Let's talk about... Um... Oh, wait, can we also mention that Boris Johnson wants to raise the 40% tax bracket from £50,000 yes. in, um, income to 80000 which is like 
two hundred and something pounds above his wage suspiciously. Well, I didn't realize. I knew. I saw he was doing that. I didn't realize that was his wage. <laughs> yeah, like MP, MPs get paid like seventy eight, seventy. Of course, yeah, thousand pounds. <laughs> Well, see, I thought he was doing that because he realised that actually that would be a very popular move amongst the conservative base. Who yeah, I yeah, imagine... he knows the voter base, the rich yeah. ones. Exactly, yeah. And, and the and misled people ones. In those, in those salary brackets will be very pleased with that and think, you yeah. know what, yes, that's that's great. Thanks, Boris. Yeah, Boris. He is going to be awful. It's all going to be awful. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's talk, let's move on, let's move on. Let's talk about X-Men Dark Phoenix. Now, you may uh, be forgiven for saying what's that there's a couple a couple things here first of all well, no you're not forgiven because we've talked about it on yeah. several shows i was now. just well first first of all like literally we have been talking about this film for about two and a half years now there is no uh, forgiveness here there's no forgiveness and also but the, the main thing the main thing is that this was meant to come out in november which was then november last year which was then delayed until february which is then being delayed until now yeah at the box office is first weekend it made 33 million Dollars. Compare that to number. Avengers Endgame, which globally made nearly a billion. It made yeah. thirty-three million. Yep. James, it's completely bombed. It's on track to lose about hundred million. Production was two hundred million. <laughs> what's uh, what's gone wrong here? This is, of course, the end of the X Men franchise before it moves over to Marvel, who have already said they're not going to touch it for at least a few years. Well, they forgot, um, as we talked about last time. To make a good series of films, you have to keep making them good, unless you got a long game, wherein you're you're going to go so bad it becomes good again. <laughs> but they haven't reached that stage, so they're just going to be making bad films, and they skipped the good ones apparently. So I, I don't know, and and the marketing was bad, and the acting is just kind of like phoning it in at this point. It absolutely like, and that's clear, and that's clear in the trailers. Like they couldn't even pick well acted portions for the trailers. We've got our review section coming up, but let me just talk about this film now, just because we're we're on it. I so this is relevant. If you remember X Men: Last Stand from I think two thousand and six, which was the end of the original trilogy, that essentially was this story, which is about Jean Grey, the Phoenix. Uh, who loses control of her powers and the rest of the film is attempting to bring a conclusion to that. Yeah. So it's essentially just a remake of that film with yeah a few varying plot points. Let me just say, first of all, <laughs> you're right. I don't know why, but none of the actors appear like they want to be there. Like, none of them care. No, I know why. They know it's bad. Right. Okay, the dialogue is also awful. Jessica Chastain, as a villain, completely wasted. It borrows parts, like the film actually takes parts from the 2006 film Last Stand and just redoes them again in the 2018 or 2019 version. Wait, I'm going to guess um, the house scene where, where she disintegrates a house with, with, a, with a primary character in it. Uh, yes, well, let me just, let's just say that a major character is killed off. It disintegrated. Uh, Dusted. Uh, no, actually, no. And also, sorry, they, they changed the ending because apparently it was too similar to what sounds like it was Endgame. Let's just, just so I can get through this. There is zero emotion <laughs> in the film whatsoever. There is like narration at the start and the end, which is always a massive turnoff. Jean Grey, who is Sansa Stark, Sophie Turner, barely even uses her powers. Like she flips over a few police cars. She destroys a couple of helicopters and that's it. Like she fights the bad oh, guys. Boy, she sounds evil. <laughs> I bet she enjoyed that evil. The finale takes place on a moving train going nowhere. 
which is great. You know, you always want your finale to have zero stakes. Trains are trains are really interesting places to shoot films. There are maybe two things I liked about this this film, which is a total mess, by the way. Actually, I retract that. Trains are really interesting places <laughs> to shoot films. I, I am retracting my sarcastic. No, right. Tone. Uh, you know, but a fast moving train going to a completely undisclosed location in the middle yeah, of, an, it has of nowhere. To, it has to be interesting is the problem. Right. The only things I liked about this, Cody Smith McPhee as Nightcrawler is awesome. He was Nightcrawler is always awesome. Yeah, he was great. Really liked him. And uh, there is like maybe one nice callback at the end. There's a chess scene with Magneto and All right, yeah. Xavier. But it's just, the film is... Oh, it's absolute rubbish. It's just... Yeah, yeah. The thing... Right, let me just say, <laughs> it's rubbish because it's it's boring and it's badly acted. It's not a CGI mash fest like Apocalypse was. Right, they tried to go a bit smaller and they failed. Yeah, but it's a worse film for it because I'm just like, I don't care about this at all. Yeah, you got to actually write well at that oh, point. You can't man. just rely on cheap tricks. You have to replace the cheap tricks with good stuff. But no, Nightcrawler is obviously going to be good because... Unlike everybody else in the film who's supposed to look weird the whole time, he, they didn't give him an excuse to just look like a regular human. Yeah, he's, right? just, he's just blue as a mystique. Tail. They've just made him, made her a regular human, and the beast, they've made him a regular human until they want to not be because they don't want to go through the makeup process. And that's lazy. And that kind of laziness is clearly going to make the characters less interesting yeah. and good. The entire, I mean, the entire film is, is just badly written and. The way it's ended as well, I'm just like, oh, come on, guys. Like, I, I know you wanted to uh, end like end it on a really, you know, positive, uplifting note. You should have ended it at Logan. Like, Logan, that was the finale for the X-Men franchise. That should have been it. Yeah. Because that is how you end a franchise, not this film, Dark Phoenix, which is just a horror show and not in a good way. Did they end it with a wedding? Because that would be the opposite of Endgame, right? <laughs> Endgame ends on a funeral. Uh, no, it, it ends with just a like an optimistic, uplifting note, which oh, no. <laughs> it just felt wrong and out of place. It was misjudged. That's that's a better word. You got to earn it. Yeah, exactly. Right. Let's move on. I know we're talking about this too much. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Let's look at. In fact, we'll go to a trailer after this very brief news. John Cena has joined Fast Nine. Oh yay, John Cena! What do you think about this, James? He's a he's good. He's he's pretty good. He's a good he's a good actor. He's a good guy. Yeah. He's earned. He yeah. If he makes lots of money from this, I'm okay with that. If he gets his own spin-off films from this, I'm okay with that. I probably won't watch any of them, but I'll enjoy <laughs> the experience of knowing they exist. So he's set to be the villain because The Rock obviously is not doing it because him and Vin Diesel fell out. Yeah. Used to be pals, not anymore. Blocked him on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, The Rock wants the films to be done professionally, and Vin Diesel, having done the films for a very long time, sees them as more of a family gathering and get-together where they have fun and film a thing. So that's apparently going to, like, cause issues because people have different outlooks on life and stuff. So John Cena's going to come in and want to do things professionally. <laughs> He's going to want to get it done and get out. And Vin Diesel's going to want to chill and drink beers. And these guys are going to fall out just as John Cena's character is becoming a new good guy instead of being a bad guy. <laughs> and then he'll get his own spin-off films too. Oh, great. Looking forward to that. Okay. And then they're going to bring in The Undertaker. Before, right. Before we talk about other things happening in the world this week, one big trailer from this week, which is called... Ad Astra. Which, which is Latin for something, of course. This completely snuck up on me. I did not realise this movie was a thing until I saw the trailer. Let's have a listen to it. Major, 
We have some highly classified information. What can you tell us about the Lima project? Its objective was to search for advanced extraterrestrial life. The ship disappeared approximately 16 years into the mission. And the commander was? He was my father, sir. This might come as quite a shock to you. So this is Brad Pitt yeah. in space, yeah. shooting lasers. Uh-huh. James, what, give me some thoughts on this. Well, I like Brad Pitt, and I like space, and I like the idea of Brad Pitt being in space. Uh, I even like lasers most of the time. <laughs> However, I hated this trailer. I hated it so much. It felt so cheap and so expensive at the same time. And I just don't want to see this film anymore. To me, it's... Well, first of all, it it spoils clearly what the main uh, plot twist is, that his dad's evil. Yeah, I didn't want to know this this part of the film yet. Just give us the mystery. Let us think it's a space film about the sun exploding on us. Exactly. Even harder. The sun exploding harder than it already is. The main thing I don't... And that, that's my main problem with this trailer. Like, Brad Pitt, I'll watch anything with him in it because I think he's awesome. Yeah. They have all the they have all the tools to just make us see a film without revealing all this. Yeah, exactly. Extra detail. Well, so you know, you look at trailers for Inception and Interstellar, the two that come to mind. They're Christopher Nolan films. This one is not. Yeah. But regardless, they showed how you can do a sci-fi trailer without actually showing this is what's going yeah. to happen. Whereas in this trailer, we get like a car chase on the moon. <laughs> it's just so dumb. Well, but why not just save that for the movie? I'm not even sure I want that to be in the movie. <laughs> it's just defying the laws of gravity. Well, not really. I'm allowing a... I mean, it depends how fast they're going. They were going a wee bit too fast. You have to go pretty slow to drive on the moon. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I will still see the movie. I just didn't... Right. Yeah, I just hated the trailer and the fact that they showed you everything. Yeah. Despite... Well, they didn't actually show you Tommy Lee Jones saying anything. But nah, Mr. Jones is totally going to end up being like a good bad guy or something dumb like that. Like, actually, we do have to destroy half the, half the universe with this space material. It's like good Thanos. Yeah, he's like just human Thanos. Okay, James, let's uh, <laughs> let's talk some technology. Let's start with Xbox oh, please. and Project Scarlet, which is their current codename for their new console, which is the coming Xbox out. Xbox 2. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Xbox 480 coming out uh, in 2020. Uh. Yeah. Uh, so the main thing is it will be backwards compatible. Well, that's not the main thing. I'm sure there's lots of like fun tech stuff, which is cooler. It's got 120 frames a second, actually. That's that's oh, wow. Nice. That like 10 year old technology. <laughs> okay. Uh, like 8K. It's gonna have like a, a solid hard drive, so there's less lag. Like, oh no, 8K is like a waste of time. Right. So you're not you're not feeling this at all. It's all hype. This is all hype marketing. Like, sure, they're trying to improve their stuff, but how about instead of improving things to be 8K, you actually, like, have your games be 8K? Because if you look at all the trailers for games with gameplay, they all still look bad at 1080p. <laughs> like, the graphics aren't getting handled with current tech. Don't improve the tech until you can improve, like, your graphics handling or your developers. James, I have a question. Yeah, what's Because you seem, you seem the kind of person who knows this. Why do game trailers show you all this really cool stuff and then it says, like, not actual gameplay. Because if they used actual gameplay, it wouldn't look as good. <laughs> because the actual game versions of these things always have worse graphics. If you look at the difference between whatever Kojima's new game is, oh yeah, the, the trailer and the gameplay trailer, it is astounding. Like, the, the main character loses all detail. And that's the thing that's supposed to be the most detailed. I don't know, consoles are generally bad. You could get a 
PC, like a better PC for much less than you'll be paying for any of these consoles. And you can get a controller that that you can use it with your PC. You don't need to think that, and you can hook it up to your TV. You don't need, there's no advantage to buying a console these days. And this backwards compatibility thing, that is dumb. <laughs> All games should be able to be played if you've bought them. <laughs> Because they're just in your library, they can be downloaded. I, I don't know. This is dumb. Okay. I hate this. Uh, well, Consoles are stupid. <laughs> Except the Switch, because it tries to do something different. It isn't trying to be a PC, but worse. Let's let, let's just on that note talk about Cyberpunk 27, uh, 2077. Yeah. Uh, which is a new game coming out next year, which was announced by Keanu Reeves himself, who came out on stage at this uh, gamer is it E3 conference maybe? Yeah. Uh, and said, well, at the end of the trailer, Keanu Reeves pops up as a playable character and then says, "Hey, everybody, I'm going to be in this game." Yeah. My favorite part of that. And um, did you did you see the heckling? Yeah. Yeah, I would say my favorite part of the entire speech was when he says, "The feeling of of being there, of walking the streets of the future, is really going to be breathtaking." You're breathtaking. <laughs> You're breathtaking. You're all breathtaking. Which is true, he is. And uh, I saw that, I think the makers of the game are giving that guy a free copy of the game. For, oh, nice. for well, being yeah, a because it made such a moment, right? They've made a, they've made thousands of pounds off that. Oh, absolutely! And especially Keanu's response of like just returning it and then saying to the whole crowd, "They're breathtaking." You're all breathtaking. You're like, oh, nice Keanu, yeah. you are the, just the best. You are the nicest guy. Like Keanu on stage is adorable because you can tell that he's like nervous. Yeah, exactly. How small the audience is. He's still nervous, but he sells it off really well. I don't know. And this this game looks incredible. It looks incredible like last time they released a trailer. Now it looks even better. And the gameplay footage looks good. That's the difference. Right. But surely this is a console game. Nope. It's getting released on PC too. What is it? Hey. Okay, well maybe I'll yeah, so... not buy an Xbox. <laughs> yeah, if you if you're if you're wanting to if you're seeing some games coming up, always check if they're getting a PC release. Well, talking of things that you can Click. It's. I don't know. How would still you? Doesn't work, how would you no. segue this? Uh, so Xboxes are a waste of time. You know what else is? The whole Apple ecostructure. There we ecostructure go. Ecosystem. Ecosystem. A word. Okay. Well, let's let's just explain uh, why James has said that. This is the news that at the uh, Worldwide the Developer Apple Conference, the Apple pat yourself on the back and call yourself good conference. Yeah, the Worldwide Developers Conference. Uh, they announced. A couple of new things, one of which is a $5,000 new Mac. Cheese grater. Cheese grater. But the main thing, the main thing that has caught the headlines in a very bad way has been the stand that accompanies this piece of... The monitor. Yeah, the monitor. The stand costs $999. James, I don't even know where to begin with this. It's a very well-made piece of metal, Colin. (laughs) It's 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 not factory made. They make them all by hand, just okay. using human strength to bend the metal. <laughs> they don't even heat the metal. They just got really strong people to bend these stands into the perfect shape. Right. Let's let's just be realistic for a second. Let's the first question: Why would you make a stand, or why why would you sell a stand for a thousand dollars? Because people are going to buy it. They don't need are to they? worry about are price they? points. Mm-hmm. The people who are going to buy it like Apple monitors and a Mac to do their pro work these days, knowing that they're overpaying for tech that is two years behind the rest of the world, they're going to buy the stand just because they're already overpaying. Don't worry, Colin. You don't have to buy it all in a chunk. You can buy it on your Apple credit card with only 29% interest. (laughs) 
APR. I'm just, I am, I think it's just because, yeah, Apple realized that they've got brand loyalty and people yeah. will buy it. Apple's a marketing company that like has some tech stuff. It's absolutely astonishing. Why on earth you would pay $1,000 for a stand? That's when you've got more money than cents. Well, yeah, those are those are the other people that will buy it. Like, it's going to be a thing that you see people posting on Instagram as their new Apple setup where they've spent 10k on a machine that you could probably get for £2,000 if you made it yourself. They're buying it for the name. They're buying it for the name. They're buying it for the brand. They're buying it because it looks a bit sleek, you know? We're being sold to... I'm not going to call them all sheep. Some of them know exactly <laughs> what they're doing and are doing it anyway. Um, so, so well, let me ask you then. Apple has been led by a very successful marketing campaign for decades. Let me ask you then, who would you be buying instead if it's not Apple? I build your own, mates. Build your own. Everybody out there, don't buy any build name brand PC. Pop, well, you don't have to actually build your own either. You can just go onto the website for a company that sells parts and you can ask them to build it for you and they'll do it really well. And you can usually get it for, like, get a comparable machine at half the price and far more flexible. Okay, let's move on. Let's um, Just before we get to our reviews of what we've been watching, uh, let's talk about Justin Bieber. We've not talked about him for a while. No, oh boy. Mainly because he, he seemed to chill down a bit until yesterday when he... He's had a... Yeah. I, don't, I don't understand this. He tweeted, I want to challenge Tom Cruise to fight in the octagon. Tom, if you don't take this fight, you're scared. Misspelled, by the way. And you will never live it down. Who's willing to put on the fight at yeah. Dana White, who is, of course, the owner of UFC? Yeah. Justin Bieber's 25, Tom Cruise is 56. Yeah. Who's Well, first of all, who's going to win that fight? And also, why is, on a Monday morning, is Justin Bieber tweeting that? Tom Cruise, using the power of Scientology, will win that fight. <laughs> the advantages you get from releasing your inner alien to become a true life form will make him win a fight against Justin Bieber, who is just a regular 25-year-old. Do you think it's because Jay Biebs has been a bit sad that he's out the uh, he's been out the limelight for a little while he got married a few months ago maybe he misses the limelight a bit maybe he's memeing and he wants to he wants to make a funny maybe he's high he, has, he hasn't egged anybody for a while he's watched he's watched uh he's watched some of them logan fights and he's gone i want to do that <laughs> oh, he's more famous than logan and mr mr ksi tom cruise <laughs> he's more famous that's a that is a very good point actually you know what though like tom cruise was like tooth that is just center in the middle and the front of his face that's one that is primed to be knocked out right if you punch tom cruise right in the front of his mouth you're only going to hit one tooth whereas if you punch anyone else you're going to hit like at least two so it gets they, they share the brunt of the of the of the hit whereas this one tooth is going to get knocked out by justin beeps do you know i would love to hear the conversation between tom cruise's publicist and Tom Cruise. They're probably talking about it now. Who goes up to him and says, uh, Mr. Cruise, you know Justin Bieber? He's challenged you to a fight in, in UFC. Just just thought I'd let you know. We should, though, be challenging all these really rich, influential Scientologists to fights. We should be fighting them all, all the time. Who just fight right? them. Let's say, let's say James, your, uh, your celebrity stature was just a little bit bigger than it is in the moment. Right. Who would you be tweeting for a fight? Oh, right. So is this me trying to do a Scientologist takedown? Because I would try to take down Mr. Will Smith. I was, uh, he's got too much popularity right now a Scientologist? for a Scientologist. Yeah, he's mental too. I did not know that. Exactly. His public image is really good. He's popular again right now. I still, uh, I still haven't seen a lot Unless he's not a Scientologist and I'm just lying like I always do in the podcast. <laughs> in which case, I wouldn't fight him. 
Oh, he mine. seems decent. Now, who I would fight, and I don't mean to harp back to exactly someone we, we love in several episodes of the podcast already, I would want to fight Keanu Reeves, because I know he wouldn't fight me. I know he would pay big money to just make a really cool choreographed fight scene with me. Right, okay. <laughs> and it would be really fun to do. So really entertaining, but as opposed to actual an actual fight. Yeah, he'd never hit me for real. <laughs> he's just, yes, Keanu, he's just a good guy. He'd, he'd like get me training for two years with him to become really good at like selling a good fight and then we'd sell a good fight and it would be really cool. Do you know what I would challenge? I would challenge Alex Jones from Infowars. Oh yeah. He is just, he is the worst. He is the absolute Aren't worst. any of these like right wing tough guy? Ben Shapiro. Like Steven Crowder. I'd, I'd, I'd go for Crowder because he's like, he pretends to be muscular and tough, but every time he gets punched, he whines about it a lot. So <laughs> I'd go for Crowder. <laughs> Anyone he's who, not popular right now. Anyone who's a neo-Nazi, like, I'll fight you. <laughs> anyone who like pushes propaganda to make us hate other people that are like just based off their race or where they were born, you know? I, I will push hate on anyone who actively <laughs> actively pushes hate on people. Okay. <laughs> That's it. Kumbaya, my I'm lord. I'm so tolerant. <laughs> okay, let's, uh, let's move on. James, what have you been watching this week? Colin, it's finally happened. I finished some of the series I've been... Hey, I've been, so did I. I, f- I finished two anime series right. and one not anime okay, series. Okay, well, let's give, them a, give it to us in an anime sandwich. Okay, right. Well, let's talk about Hunter x Hunter. It's, this is the remake, technically, anime. And, and my goodness, Colin, I thought I was going in to watch this show about, like, some people fighting a lot. About hunters? Yeah, like hunters, they hunt stuff. They like there's monsters, there's riches, there's treasures, there's right buried temples and rah, rah, rah. And I thought I was just gonna watch the show about people going on adventures, fighting stuff. And instead, I watched a show that, for the second to last and sixty something episode long story arc, blew my mind. Really? Yeah. Like it looked like the dumbest story arc for the first couple of episodes because it just had like some mutant ants who were the new bad guys and they were like ta- like trying to take over the world. Okay, but in the end, the mutant ant was like super redeemed, like beyond Thanos, understandable <laughs> villain. <laughs> like, and the humans were terrifying and scary. Like our heroes were were basically evil. Okay, and were really hard to egg for and really hard to want to win. I couldn't believe what was going on in this show. I couldn't stop watching it. And every episode got better than the last. And the super evil bad guy, his whole redemption like starts just because he meets a human who plays board games with him. What? Yeah. <laughs> like, it doesn't make sense how good this show became. I, th- I was not expecting this, but it is genuinely one of the best TV series I have seen just because of this story arc. Right. I'm just going to I'm going to stop you there. I'm going to interject with my TV series I finished after 6 yeah. months I finished The Punisher. Woo. Oh gosh, that was a slog. It was slow. Well done. Uh, cumbersome. The final episode is one of the worst pieces of storytelling I've ever seen in that it makes this guy who is a neo-Nazi sympathetic as a middle-aged dad with two sons uh, and no. suddenly the Punisher is like right you know what actually I'm not going to kill you and then the final shot the final shot of the entire series is the Punisher gunning down two mainly Hispanic and black street gangs Oh, no. it is just the absolute 
oh, I yeah, like head scratchingly bad. I'm just gonna leave it. You know, yeah, violence is forgivable if it was done by middle class white people. I gave I gave that show enough of my time, and that's enough to say about it. Just absolutely the worst. Don't watch it. That's a shame. That's gutting because they kind of went a wee bit brave the only, on some the issues of season redeeming... one. They had like some small parts that I was like, okay, that's yeah. a bit of a brave message. But like that, the, that is shocking. The only redeeming part of that show is John Bernthal. I, in my mind, that is up there with the best superhero casting of all time. Yeah, Marvel and Marvel TV casting is on point. He was made for that role. Yeah. Okay, back to, back to you. All right, no, so I watched Chernobyl. That's the real life. I am watching Chernobyl at the moment, so no spoilers, please. 100%. I cannot think of things about this show that I didn't like. Really? I I, I enjoyed every minute of this show. First episode is very strong. So hard to watch as well. And like very real. And the fact that (laughs) the, the, the Russian whatever government, especially Putin, hates the show means it definitely is true. I have a question, James. But no, like I, I, could, I, I cannot believe how, how well made this was, especially by like some guy who, like, I don't think he's made a good film ever. I, I have a question. Yeah, I see that this that Chernobyl is now the highest rated show on IMD, IMDb ahead of literally every other TV show ever made. Is that justified? Yeah. yeah. Seriously, because ratings don't mean it's a bigger achievement. I think the likes of Breaking Bad is a bigger achievement. Yeah. Than Chernobyl because only, because it's you've only had five to episodes. sustain that quality for so much longer. Yeah, I agree. And you've got a much deeper story. Whereas this is just like a five episode long set of short films. Right. But each one is amazing, and the acting is amazing, and the writing is really well done, and this they they do everything really well. Okay. And even the side stories of insignificant characters, you get a real feel for them. Right. Okay, I'm going to take the uh, baton and say I have had an absolute horror show in terms of things I've watched this week because I have hated all of it, including wow. Godzilla 2, King of the Monsters, which is, right. I, I actually, despite my scathing review of Dark Phoenix, Godzilla 2 is the worst movie I've seen this year. It is Ooh. loud. It is so stupid. It makes very little, if any, sense uh some of the characters like i'm actually like my, my head on my hands at the moment uh i honestly i'm struggling to fathom why they made certain decisions as both a scripting team and as like characters in the movie right the whole thing is a bloated like to the extent i nearly walked out like that's how bad it is what percentage of the film is monsters fighting that's the thing there's hardly, there's not as much similarly to pokemon there's not enough of them Right, okay, yeah, because like if it was a if it was mainly like ninety percent monster fights and and ten percent dumb stupid stuff, I'd call that a good film and a success. I'd say I'd say maybe like <laughs> whereas if it's ninety percent dumb stupid stuff and ten percent monster fights, that's irredeemable. Yeah, it's like ten fifteen percent monster fights, and even the monster fights, I'm just like I've seen all this before. Yeah, I suppose the monster and fights have to bring you something new to enjoy. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. And the, just the film like that was one of the good things of the first film was like the the Godzilla kiss of death. Right, that was that. That was iconic. Yeah, it was. I mean, um, and I really liked the first film. This one is. Well, I didn't. <laughs> but I liked the Godzilla Kiss of Death. This. It's just again. It's the worst. Don't watch it. Don't. That's my my recommendation for those three things I've seen this week. Don't watch any of them. Wait till someone like cuts out the the, the faff, uploads a fifteen minute <laughs> monster fight mash onto the internet. Watch that. Can I also say, I'm yet to see Aladdin, I'm yet to see Rocketman, but I know uh, Graham, not your Graham, my Graham, uh, has uh, has seen it and said he cried, so it must be good. At Rocketman or Aladdin? Rocketman. (laughs) If he was crying at Aladdin, I'd have some some big questions. Oh, well, unless it was like 
pain. Unless it's an emotional rollercoaster. from your chest. Right, okay, James, final review from you, go. Right, I watched another anime, and this one's title was Kiss Him, Not Me. I mean, that is that is something I've, I've questioned I've asked many times. A statement I've said. I can't really tell you that this show, like, was revolutionary in the same way as Hunter x Hunter. I'm not <laughs> going to say you have to watch this exclusively for this one story arc that is beyond anything else on TV. Okay. However, I did enjoy it very much. It's a show about... <laughs> A girl, primarily, uh, who loses a lot of weight all of a sudden and becomes very attractive and then accidentally garners the attention of four four young men. Four? Who, four. Entire, yeah, four. Like, oh mind-blowing stuff here. Someone's got four people interested in them at once. It's incredible. And in fact, later on, a whole other person comes along. So five people, all vying for her love, uh, while she actually would be more interested in them, you know, getting together. Because she's into that kind of thing. What? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's like really, it's like it's all right. It's quite funny. There's some people are, are really offended by the fact that she didn't have people who liked her until she lost weight. But then they haven't watched the whole show because quite a lot of the show is about how they how the different characters learn that you know she she is like she's likable all of her own um, character rather right. than of her appearance. Uh, but no, I watched the show primarily because I kept watching the show primarily because there was this one character, one of the boys who's into her, is just a good guy. He's a very nice guy. He doesn't even realize that they're in a competition to win someone's love. Oh, he I just see. thinks that they're a pile of friends. <laughs> and he's really happy that he's getting to be friends of these people. And, and then he eventually learns, you know, that everything that's going on. And he's like, well, yeah, actually, I do have feelings for this girl. It was cute. But no, it's not. <laughs> I don't think I'd recommend it too strongly. Right. Okay. Let's uh, let's wrap up. Time is completely gone. Uh, let's talk lastly about YouTube, who this week have banned uh, hundreds of channels and are said to ban more, mainly from uh, supremacist and uh, neo-Nazi content. It's been really a real theme of this, Violence, this week's episode. Content and also like conspiracy content or like. Can we talk? Or- can we talk about this? Like, is this a good thing or is this silencing free speech? Uh, it's not silencing free speech. YouTube's a company. Right. Um, if the government had a, had a video uploading website that they selected different things from to delete, that would be silencing free speech. Well, Sadly, uh, YouTube isn't the government. So let's say they were In silencing fact, no, probably things which... very, very happily YouTube isn't the government. <laughs> let's, let's say YouTube were, and probably have, deleted uh, channels or videos which actually are kind of widely accepted as being okay. Is surely... The, uh, Some of those... Some of those have gone down, yeah. Yeah, so surely at that point, YouTube should be in for criticism for deleting things unnecessarily. Usually they are. So whenever YouTube brings out a new ban wave of things that are now not okay, like some some good guys get brought down in the mix just because they've got suspicious titles. Right. YouTube hasn't done their due dil- diligence. Um, but no, these kind of bans are inevitable. And like, if you're a channel that's promoting white supremacism or you're a channel that is... Um, like a like denying the Holocaust or yeah. denying that all these violent acts have ever happened and that in fact white people have always been a blessing to the world. Yeah, I'd say you're probably worthy of getting banned because YouTube is a platform primarily for like preteens and teens who are very very prone to being misled and misguided and who will be misled by these channels so yeah i'm I'm on youtube's side as far as like banning the content because as soon as you draw a line in the sand to say everything beyond this gets banned you have to get that line in the right place yeah and then you have to ban everything on the other side of it it's kind of like if you're going to ban stuff you have to ban loads 
or nothing at all. Okay, James, time is up, but thank you very much for your participation. Thank you for listening. How do people get in touch? And let's keep it to like one or two options so they have to do something. Right, no, yeah, if you want to let us know the stories that we missed out on, because we did. <laughs> There's some pretty big <laughs> ones that we've skipped over this week. <laughs> Email us, csopparade at gmail.com. Let us know your opinion on those stories, and then we will try to provide ours very quickly, because it's an email. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, also I mean, also because we are, you know, CSO Parade's a company. We can choose what we have on our platform. Yeah, we censor stories we don't like uh, real hard. <laughs> <laughs> ones we don't want to talk about. Yeah, ones that are a bit too difficult to talk about. Uh, or just if you want something short form give us a tweet you know you can wish wish Colin a happy Tuesday yeah. or Wednesday let's do that that, that, would be, that would be or any other day of the week just just tweet Colin happy and then whatever <laughs> just happy whatever and then, and then we're good okay James Go for it. thank you very much I will see you next week alright cheers Colin Ch- cheers everyone goodbye Gove <laughs>